But if it wasn't one thing, it was something else, wasn't it? And so uh, has been uh, knocked around a bit, but he's back. So that's really good. So <laughs> really good to have you. And whoever, if you're here this morning, it's great to have you in church. Really, really, really good. I just thought, uh, I know this is about God and everything else, but I, I just thought I might point out that... Uh, <coughs> Carlton have won two games in a row, just to, just on another um, yeah, start winning again. I might get a bit more enthusiastic again, but anyway, we'll see what happens, won't we? So, hey, this is amazing, this. Let me read you this. A recent study found that 7% of American adults believed chocolate milk came from brown cows. <laughs> I just knew they were stupid. I mean, there's no American series there, I'm sure there's not. That equates to 16 million American people. <laughs> wow, that's something else, isn't it? Yeah. I don't quite know what to say about that. Apparently, Samson died with a big beam on his face. <laughs> some of you are a bit slow. Some of you haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. That's, that's okay. This one says, I used to be a kleptomaniac, but I'm taking something for it now. Yeah. This is a, you know, my, I have lots of, lots and lots and lots of quotes by uh, Rick Godwin. This is a good one. When they discover the centre of the universe, a lot of people will be very disappointed that they are not it. True? <laughs> Seriously. And... Uh, Another one of David McCracken's. David's a great prophetic ministry in our nation, great fella. And uh, uh, this was on uh, Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Gratitude suffocates disappointment. Worship suffocates doubt. Decide to put your heart and lips into gear and see the difference. It's a good quote, isn't it? It's very, very, very true. Can we pray? Can we pray? Come to the preaching of the Word of God and uh, believe God's Word is very, very, very powerful, able to change us and uh, uh, minister into our lives. And so uh, uh, I never assume uh, that I know what I'm doing. I, I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That always, The Word always needs that. So let's pray. Lord, we honour you this morning. We just honour you. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for your word. And I pray your anointing as we talk about it this morning, as we break it down and share from the scriptures that you have authored. We ask your blessing on it in your, in your name, through your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. It's, uh, I'm just personally having a few little struggles when I'm standing somewhere like this check for crocodiles before I start this morning <laughs> don't get any surprises but uh, yeah praise God I'm, I'm really um, I, I, I don't know what, what I feel this morning I, uh, uh, I'm really uh, uh, proud of Christy I guess or yeah, I don't know, just something in God this morning I, this, with her uh, preaching up at Tawonga because uh, I think it's 69 years ago this year my late uncle Arthur Amory uh, planted that church and uh, the first convert 
he had in the Kiwa Valley was a young fellow by the name of Ted Cooper. And uh, 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 Ted, they, they were given a little parcel of land up there in the valley and uh, so Pam's dad is Ted. He, he, she is his, one of his daughters. And he actually built the church that's there. And um, they had a concrete building machine that sort of runs along over the rows of concrete that's already there. Sort of built it out of con concrete strips, then you render it. And no one else could work the thing, so he ended up building the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, someone else put the roof and that on. But uh, And yeah, I remember getting married there. And, and I think how unique that our daughter is preaching at that church today and I don't know there's something about generational salvation that is just so powerful and important you know people talk of generational curses and all the rest man I'm into generational salvation amen believe it goes from generation to generation and man if your kids are not following Christ this morning keep praying for them Keep believing, because I mean, I, I just I believe in that so much. So, uh, praise God. Hey, um, I better get preaching, better not. I better had. So, uh, reading in John chapter uh, eight the other day, uh, and so this is just, a, I guess, a thought process this morning. Uh, uh, this is just a process of thoughts. Follow me through on the thoughts this morning. Uh, uh, I wasn't just reading this verse, I was reading the chapter, I was reading several chapters, but uh, just little things that just catch you, you catch your heart sometimes as you read. And so um, Jesus, obviously, it was, uh, this is, a re you know, John wrote what Jesus said in, in his gospel. And so in chapter 8, verse 29, Jesus said this, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do things that please him. And there are several places we could go in scripture to, to show you and teach you that Jesus, uh, that, that was his heart. He wanted to do what pleased the Father. He didn't want to do what he wanted to do, which would be his will. He did what the Father's will was for him. And Ian said this morning, it's not like he was racing to go and get on the cross it's not what you would want to do but it was the father's will he wanted redemption for us for humankind and and so Jesus was obedient to his father's will and whatever he did he, he wanted to please the father and uh, and so it stands that uh, as Christian people if we're born again by the spirit of God we, we there should be a desire there to uh, please God, the same as what Jesus did, to please Jesus. Uh, and there are several places, but I could go and show you that from Scripture this morning, but it's not what I exactly wanted to talk about. But, um, but we, we ought to have a desire to please God. And uh, I think it's a great question at times to ask ourselves when we're making decisions, uh, especially if we're a little doubtful about a decision that we're making, is to say, Lord, if I do this, will this bring honour to you? Will this bring glory to you? It's a great question to ask. And if you're doubtful about that, don't do it. <laughs> because whatever we want to do, we want to please him, don't we? That's the desire of our heart. 
Excuse me. So, uh, uh, thinking about pleasing him, my thought then went to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And uh, uh, as you know, uh, many of you will be very familiar uh, with that verse of scripture. And you know what it says, for without faith it is impossible to please him. Chapter 11 of Hebrews is just all about faith. It just talks about faith all the way through, uh, explains what faith is, substance of things unseen, etc., 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 and goes through a lot of the Old Testament uh, characters, men and men and women, and uh, explains how they conquered and, and achieved and did things through faith, both through faith, you know, by faith, by faith in God. And so in uh, uh, verse 6, yeah, without faith it is impossible to please him. Uh, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. Okay, so when we come to God, the first thing we've got to do is believe in him. We've got to believe that he is. Exists. But not just believe that he exists. It's more than that. We've we got to believe that he is the only God. That he is the self-existent, eternal God. That he is God. There is no other. He is God, okay? It's not to say, oh, well, he's a God. There's plenty of gods. No, it's not that. We must believe that he is. We must believe who he is. That he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's a very profound verse. And uh, so that got my thoughts going in a different way, and uh, I sort of want to follow along uh, from there. But I came, you know, I've come to the conclusion a long time ago that there are many who believe that God is. But if you ask them, what is God? Then that gets a little bit harder to explain. And... Uh, uh, you know, I've had many people say, do you believe in God? Oh, yeah, I believe in God. So what, what is God? What, what do you think God is like? Oh, well, don't know. And, and so that's not good enough. We need to be able to explain what God, we need to know God. We need to know enough about him that we know what sort of God he is. And like you know from people, if you, if you meet a person, you know, you meet Ian, and uh, and uh, if you'd said to me, what sort of bloke is he? You know, oh, well, he, I don't know. I just met him. I don't know. But the more you get to know someone, the more you get to know what they're like. If someone had said, is he a good golfer? I would have said, I don't know. Now I could say, no, he's terrible. No, I, won't, I wouldn't say that, but, but no, he's, he's better than me. But, that's, uh, that's, uh, but as you get to know someone, you know, you know about them, you know what they're like, and so we must believe that he is. And then goes on to say he's a rewarder of those who seek him, but he's more than that too. And uh, what God is, the way we see God, the way we know God will dictate so much about what we do and how we live life, how well we live life. And so I just want to talk about these things this morning. So uh, uh, I believe God is, if that's, the, if that's the pre-statement of my message points this morning, I believe God is my rewarder. Some people you say, do you believe God wants to bless you? Oh, I don't know. 
not sure about that. Well, folks, I, I trust you that, that you are very sure after this morning that God is a God that desires to bless us. And, and you know, I, I, I hate wishy-washy gospel. Oh, God loves us. He just wants to bless us. Go out and live however you like. doesn't matter. He's got grace. Just, you know, he, he just blesses you. Well, no. Uh, when we please him, there are so many scriptures that when we do his will, when we please him, it just opens our lives up, you know, opens them up to be blessed. Uh, but it's not a works thing either. But, you know, at his, at his heart, God's a God that wants to bless us. And uh, as parents, do you want to bless your kids? Do you want to uh, look after them and see them do well and and bless them with, 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 of course we want to do that, don't we? Um, you don't want to have them running around with no, hardly any clothes and hardly any food. No, well, I don't care, you know, I don't care about them, my, my kids, but how ridiculous would that be? God is a heavenly father that we could model our own fathering on fathers and mums as well. It's his desire that we are blessed. And he sets our parameters, you know, parameters in the uh, in the scriptures, and gives us frameworks in which, if we live in, we will be blessed. But, uh, folks, I believe he's a rewarder. I don't see him as an angry God. I don't see him as a severe God. I see him as a God who loved me so much that he sent Jesus. You know, I, I, that, that's how I see him, and I believe in the blessing of God. I really do. I. I uh, I just don't think it was somehow luck that I met my wife. I couldn't have married anyone. Like, I just can't believe the wife that I got. And just, well, I was just lucky. No, no. When we put ourselves in the right place and if we're just diligently seeking him and serving him, it's amazing how things come together. And God, God's there working all the time. Who's ever, you know, a few people have come to Christ after salvation and you look back now and you can see that God was working in your life for a whole long time, even before you were saved, you know. And uh, even after you're saved, I can just look back and see times when I probably should be dead. Bad, fast accidents that, you know, and I got up and think, whoa, and I'm so close to hitting myself on something that would have killed me. And just think, God, I don't know how that happened, but God had to be involved in it somewhere. He's a rewarder. He's a God that blesses us. And I just want you to have that concept today. Amen? And uh, uh, he's, a, he's a God who rewards us when we seek him. So I believe God is, number two, is a good God. And that might be a very simple point, but i tell you what, folks, today, it's profound if you've got a, just a belief in your heart that cannot be shaken that God is a good God. God is a good God. Bad things happen in the world and people say, well, how can there be a good God? It's got nothing to do with the goodness of God. <clears throat> Stuff comes from original sin and the mess that the world is in, etc., etc. God is a good God. And I, I, I could tell you about my old mum today. She was a beautiful lady. If you saw, if you saw mum from her hips down and you looked at Christy under the keys there, you see my mum. <clears throat> Bowie, pigeon-toed leg. That's Amory legs. That's my mum. And uh, Christy looks very like her. I see little Ava standing there sometimes. I think, yeah, she's the same. <laughs> and uh, 
But uh, mum was a funny lady. Mum, mum was absolutely convinced that thunder was clouds running into each other. It's a bit American-like, isn't it? You know, <laughs> like it's, it's not that. <laughs> oh, the clouds are running into you. That's the thunder. <laughs> yeah. No, mum, it's not that. Yes, it is. And uh, she had a lot of strange little funny things. Mum didn't teach me a whole lot of smart things. Dad, Dad did that, about being on time and being prompt and doing that. Dad taught me a lot of stuff. But mum, mum did teach me about God. Just, I can still hear her saying God's a good God. Mum was so sick all of her life. She just, she just struggled with health. Uh, she died of an asthma attack at 69 years of age in the middle of the night. And, uh, but she could have died before she ever had me, like uh, just uh, from, you know, her teenage years suffered terribly with it and they didn't have ventolins and things back then, like to, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and mum suffered greatly and mum just sought the healing of God and, and uh, she, you know, she had the best of, you know, Oral Roberts prayed for her and there was people walked out, wheeled their wheelchairs out and walked out of the meeting, completely healed. Mum wasn't. But she just had this inherent belief that God was a good God and it never upset her, never, never bothered her in that way. You know, just God was, he's a good God. I remember singing that old, uh, it, was an old it was a Richard Roberts song, was it? God is a good God. Uh, every heartache he understands. Is that how it goes? There uh, and something around miracles at the touch of his wonderful hand. What he's done for others, he'll do for you if you'll only believe and trust him to. God is a good God, and his goodness he will show to you. I just believe that. Man, I've had lots of things go wrong in life myself, but in it all, somewhere there, I believe I will see the goodness of God and the timing of God. And so I want you to believe this morning, folks, that God is a good God. Those that come to him must believe that he is a good God. That'll, that'll bless you, okay? Praise God. God is... Oh, man, I'm going to run out of time. and I, I've got to read you these. these this, this is still point number two, okay? Let me read you some psalms. <clears throat> Do you know what psalms are? Yeah, palms, <clears throat> psalms. I told you that some weeks ago, didn't I? Who remembers Olive Bench? Any of you older? You remember Olive? Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when she came, got saved, and she came here, she said, what have I got to do? And I said, well, read your Bible and pray every day and don't annoy the pastor. And she said, oh, okay. So I thought that was pretty good instruction to give her. And so, and, uh, so she came to me about a month later. And she said, oh, Pastor Darrell, you'll be pleased with me. I've been reading palms every day. I said, oh, have you just? Yeah. <laughs> So she'd been reading Psalms and wasn't, sort of didn't know how it's spelt funny, isn't it? Palm 31.19 says this, So how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust for you in the, in the presence of the sons of men. How, oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. Psalm 51.2, it says the goodness of God endures continually it goes on and on and on and on and on the goodness of God uh, 107.9 for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness 
You glad about that this morning? I love them. I could read you hundreds of them, but if you want to get blessed, go read Psalms. There's encouragement in there. It's a, they're real encouraging stuff, Psalms, and so really, really good. God is, number three, a healing God. You know, I, I just, uh, I'm passionate about healing. I love seeing people get physically healed. I am passionate to see people emotionally healed. There's such a huge need for that. And I'm telling you today, if you need that, God can heal you, not only physically, not only save you, and, and, uh, and that's like a healing in your spirit, isn't it? It's like a resurrection from the dead, really. But emotionally, he's able to heal you and bring healing into your emotional realm and set you free from stuff that binds you. And uh, I love him from that. Isaiah 53, 5, he's wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Go way, 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 way back to Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. I am the Lord that heals you. Way, way back in the beginning, God states very, very, very purposely that he was the God who heals us. Amen? He is able to heal. I so believe that today. Won't spend a lot of time on it. You know, I love Second Peter 2.24. I spoke, used that verse last week, I believe. But uh, he who bore our, our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. Looking back to the cross. Don't you love that today? He is our healer. I believe that. Amen? I believe that. And we've got a couple of exciting things in that area going on. I hope to be able to say something about in, in time to come. But i got a man that I'm... I'm I just go to see him every couple of weeks, every week if I can. And... Uh, uh, a long story, I won't tell you the story of how I met him. Uh, he's not a believer, but he's, uh, his kidneys have failed and he's on dialysis and he's just a beautiful man. I just love him so much. And him and his wife, they're beautiful, just beautiful people. And, uh, and I said, well, could I pray for you? And uh, uh, his kidneys are still not functioning. I can't think what it was now that was wrong with him. There was something else wrong with him. I said, well, could we pray for that? And he said, uh, oh, well, what would that do? And I said, well, I believe God could heal you. you know? So we prayed for him and, uh, and he said, oh, I don't know what was going on there when you put your hands on me, but I felt like I was on fire, he said. And I think, well, praise God, something's going on here. Went to see him a week later and he said, oh, it's come really good. I haven't had any pain. It's been, you know, I thought, well, praise God. I believe he is a healing God. Amen. And if he begins to see God's love and grace and mercy through healing, well, then praise God for that. Amen. Love that. God is, number four, my provider. You believe that today? So believe that God is my provider. Just you know, people talk of luck. You know, I, I do not believe in luck. You know? <laughs> like, as, as per se, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I say I have bad luck when I play cricket. I just, it's a shocking game. I like watching it, but I don't like playing it. Uh, these idiots come in bowling balls at you, and I go, 
I watch the ball and I hold the bat right. I make it, my legs and that as wide as I can stand right in front of the wickets and I still get bowled out. It's just so I have bad luck, you know. It might be my bad management, but I don't believe in bad luck. I seriously, God is my provider. God has provided for me in so many ways. <laughs> it's so, over so many years, it's not, it's not even, you know, like he is our provider. And you need to see him as your provider. You know, your, 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 uh, your boss, the pe- person you work for, ultimately is not your provider. God is. Whatever way it comes through, you know, your business, whatever your clients are or whatever, ultimately it comes down that God is my provider. So if one, one way stops, then God will open something else up. I just know that he will provide for me, you know. And like I've just had stuff happen that people say, you're unbelievable, you always find work. And then if you talk to them back, oh, I don't want to know about that stuff, you know, they don't believe in God. Well, that's where the work comes from. I can remember running right out of no work. Just, you know, I was that busy. It was just, and like, yeah, Pam says you shouldn't say that you're going nuts because you're too busy because then you'll run out of work. But I was, I was just run off my feet. I was just, just been going, going. I thought, oh, I'll never catch up. And you start to sort of get somewhere near it and then more people are ringing up. And, oh, you got, you know, and, oh, I'm too busy. And, well, I want you to do it. Oh, Lord, help me. Everything just stopped. And I'm ringing around all the people that usually annoy me, ringing me, looking for work. You got any work going on? I'm like, what's... Nah, nah. It was... Uh, we had a uh, the world's greatest treasurer at the time who gave us a recession that we had to have, apparently, and, uh, and uh, just there was no work. And I thought, Lord, well, here we go. We've got to trust you in this. And, um, and uh, we prayed about it. And a good friend of mine who I used to do a bit of work with, he rung me up and said, uh, you want a job? And I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, how do you want to do it? you want to go halves or you want to just, you know, uh, said, where is, what is the job? And he said, the job is running water from uh, Glen Rowan down to the service centres. And I said, did you tender for that? And he said, no, well, and we, we were going to, but um, there was so little work around that we just thought there'd be hundreds. Everyone will be tendering from that. It was a nice little job, and uh, I just knew it was one that, yeah, you'd have to almost do it for nothing to sort of get it, really, or even below that just to, just to pay your costs for a few months. Like, it was that sort of situation. <coughs> he said, I can't believe it. He said, the engineers just phoned me up and no one tendered on the job. So they've asked me and you or someone to put a price in. So whatever we do, as long as it's not stupid, we got the job. And you think that's luck? Got to be joking. It's got to be God, isn't it? And, uh, and people, people see that. People know that. When I agreed to come here and be the pastor, I thought, well, I've got to sell my business. So I went to see my... I, I did a lot of work for him over the years. And he's a well-to-do guy. He's a lovely guy and a uh, <coughs> lovely man. And uh, I said, Ian, I need to talk to you, mate. And he said, yeah, what's the issue? I said, the issue is that I am leaving and I'm going to Benalla or I'm going to pastor the church down there. And so I'm going to sell my machinery and my trucks and I'm out. And he just stood there. 
joking? I said, no. I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll probably I'll give you six months. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stop this week on you because you had a lot of work going. Well, what am I going to do? I said, well, I guess you'll have to get someone else. Oh, you don't run out of work. You're good, you're good luck, he said. You know, like, <laughs> and, and people, under, people notice, don't they? But God is my provider. Is he your provider? Do you see that today? Number four, <clears throat> I love uh, Abraham. Uh, the original uh, revelation of the name of God back there was Abraham uh, uh, when God called him to sacrifice his son Isaac. And remember he took him up on Mount Moriah, uh, same place Jesus was, uh, uh, same mountains up there Jesus was uh, sacrificed on many, many years later and went to sacrifice his son and God called out, didn't he? Abraham, Abraham, don't do it. And uh, uh, he provided a uh, male sheep for a sacrifice in the place of Isaac. Great picture of salvation. And, uh, and Abraham saw the, the sheep caught, in the, caught by its horns in the, in, the, in the blackberries or where it was in the, in the thick bushes. And, uh, and he said uh, uh, there was a great revelation there. It's um, verse 14 of Genesis 22. I should read it. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, or he called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh in that old language, and it means the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply all your needs according to your skills and your earning ability and your diligence. Is that what it say? It says he will supply your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's a pretty good deal. Amen? Do you believe that today? I, I, I just want you to go out of here encouraged to believe that God is your provider. Time and time. I can tell you stories all day. I won't do it. Let me get on to the last one. See if we can beat Christy to finish this morning. Yeah, God is. Number five, this is a different sort of point, but I believe this with all my heart. Let me tell you, I believe that God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on a cross to pay the sin debt of the people of the world. Do you believe that today? I absolutely believe that with all my heart, 100%. I also believe that he's coming back for people who believe in him. But he's coming back to judge those who do not accept his offer of payment for their sin. Do you believe that too? It's all right to be nicey, 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 but the truth is, ultimately, if people will not accept his offer, there's no deal. And they face eternity separated from him. And it's a serious issue. Isn't, is, is that right? Like, seriously, it is. <clears throat> it works like this. <coughs> if I said today, I've, um, God's blessed me with $100 million. Don't know what to do with it. But I thought I'd buy a brand new Mercedes Benz for all of you. And so... All you need to do is, I've gone down to the local Mercedes-Benz dealer, I wouldn't even know where there is one, but assuming that there'll be one somewhere, I'm sure, 
And so I've got little um, vouchers here. And the vouchers are numbered and you're each given a number. I'd love you all to go and if you don't want a Benz, we'll go and sell it and trade it for something else. But I, I want you to have one, each one of you. Children as well. I'll buy them for everyone. Money's no objective. All you need to do is take your, your voucher down to the dealer and you can pick up your brand new Mercedes Benz. Is that easy? That's simple to do, isn't it? So you can say, well, I, I don't believe in vouchers. I, I I'm a good person. I've done a lot of good things. I've even, I'm even given cars to people. I've even given money to people. I've even, I've worked on committees to help people, to help the homeless. I'm, but I just, I don't do vouchers. So you could go down to the Mercedes Benz dealer. So I want you to give me a car, because, you know, Daryl's given everyone else a car, so I want one too. Well, where's your voucher? Well, I don't do that. I'm not having a voucher. You're not going to get a car, are you? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how good or how bad or whatever you are. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. It doesn't matter how disadvantaged your childhood was or wasn't. To get the car, you've got to have the voucher. And so one day we all got to stand before him and if we haven't got a robe of righteousness on, it's not going to suffice. If our name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life... We can't say, well, I was a good person. You might have been, but your name's not in the book. Read Revelation at the end of it, chapter 21, and, and uh, our name's got to be in the Lamb's book of life. We will be judged for what we've done with the talent that God has given us. That is clear from Scripture. And you don't have to be better than anyone else. You've just got to use your giftings for God. That's what we've got to do. And we will be judged for that but we will never be judged for sin and separated from God, ever, because Jesus took our sin. If we believe that, we've got a voucher. Simple as that. We've got to have a voucher. And if we really, really love people, we will care about people that don't have vouchers. That's as simple as I can put it this morning. Oh, uh, C.H. Spurden, Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, if we claim to be born again, saved by the Spirit of God, uh, have received salvation, however you want to say it, and we don't care about others. He says, I seriously doubt that we are. Like, there's got to be something there. So, I, you know, because I believe that, I, mean, I think that means that I personally must do whatever I can to make people aware of what Jesus has done. I think we're all in that boat. Amen? I believe that as much as I believe all those other things. I believe he is a saviour, he's a healer, he's a provider. He blesses those, who, you know, he's a rewarder. Go through the points, I believe all that. But one day, ultimately, if people will not accept him, it's a serious issue. And we all need to be seeking to do that. Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and those who win souls are wise great verse believe that i can do mark 16 do you believe you can do mark chapter 16 beginning in verse 15 go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature so well i can't preach daryl what do i do do i go to work and and say this morning everyone i'm going to start in mark's gospel and so if you just give me your attention please can we pray before i start you get the sack you're supposed to be working aren't you how do you preach the gospel? By the way you live, by the way you do it. You know, 
how do you come to work? <laughs> Can't believe I'm back in this dump of a place again all the years. Yeah, I know, it's horrible, isn't it? Wish I could get out. I mean, we preach the gospel by the way we live as much as anything else by our actions. Like, you can see, you can see, you can see. Amen? Yeah. People can see. Had a, I was working on a job with my, my, uh, one of my brother-in-laws, Pam's oldest brother. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was interesting. This bloke came up and he said, are you two guys religious? I said, well, what, I don't know what you mean by religious. I don't know about that word religious. Uh, uh, I said, but why do you ask the question? No, is there something different about it? You don't swear, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this. But he says, you're always happy, the two of you. You know, I can't believe you. It, it shows, doesn't it? Like you preach the gospel in a lot of ways. So that gives you just openings to sow some little seeds and say some little things like... You preach the gospel a lot of different ways. He who believes and is baptised will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And then the signs that you know follow those who believe, speak with new tongues, talks about healing, etc., etc., etc. If we believe all the other, we've got to believe that. And we've got to be doers of that. Plenty of other places we can teach about that, but I believe that with all my heart. Praise God. Hey, um... We've reached the end. Thus endeth the lesson. Yeah. I don't usually say that, do I? That's very traditional. Yeah, praise God. Thus endeth the lesson. Yeah. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Just so love you to believe those things. Just close your eyes. We've got a couple of minutes before I... I run over my time. Yeah, have to appear before the board if I run over time. <laughs> Explain my carelessness. No. Thank you, Jesus. Those that come to God must believe that He is. Question, question. Certainly that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What do you need this morning? What do you need? And I'm probably not talking so much physical. But if you do, if you, if you have financial need this morning, I certainly include that. Certainly include that. But what's, what's, in, what's in your heart? I just uh, just sort of picking up this morning from Ian and then from Beth, who sort of was obviously feeling the same thing, and uh, I just sense as like there's a there's a space in people's hearts and some of you today that something you've longed for that's never happened. But oh, I so believe this morning that He's your healer, He's your provider, He blesses you, Amen. Yeah, he's your saviour. Lord, I just pray today for those who uh, have that place in their heart that's just, that just needs something to fill it. Lord, I believe you can either give them what they need to fill that part, or Lord, you can fill it yourself. But I just ask you to minister into people's hearts here today.
oh God, I just pick up that, that, uh, that thought in the heart of Ian this morning and just, Lord, I just, uh, yeah, just ask you to really minister deeply into the hearts of people here today. While, you, while your eyes are closed, folk, because you can, you can raise a hand without opening your eyes, if that's you today, if there's just something in your heart that you so desperately long for and been praying and believing for, just put your hand up and down. Yeah, see that, see that, see that. Yep, I see that. Has anyone here today got children that you're just longing to see come to Christ? Just longing to see them come to Christ. If, is there anyone today? Just hand up and down. Yeah, see that. See the hands, see the hands. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was just, that's been on my heart a couple of days. I've been praying for, for some of you whom I know that maybe your children are not living exactly the way you would like. Oh, I believe God's a God of breakthrough. Amen. Oh, Holy Spirit. You're where they are. You're everywhere. Just pray that you would minister into the hearts of those that people here are so longing to see come to you. Pray you would just minister into their hearts today.